Hi, I'm Lucas Mack, and welcome to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. Today, I have the powerful Danette May on. She's a transformation expert, speaker, mom, and wife. And let me tell you, the story you're about to hear is incredibly powerful. It made me tear up during this interview. I know you'll enjoy it, so please welcome Danette May. Danette, my sister, thank you so much for joining the Golden Rule Revolution. How are you today? Ah, uh, so good. I'm excited to connect. What an incredible journey that you are on in the <laughs> world. What an incredible journey. And for I in the intro, I, I explained all the amazing things you're doing, who you are, but let's let's go back to where it first began. Tell us, tell us about your life growing up. Well, I grew up in a family of all brothers. So I had four older wow. brothers. I was the youngest. <laughs> yes. And I grew up in what I think is kind of somewhat of a fairyland. I grew up like out in the country. We had at one time 100 sheep. We had horses. We had dogs. And I'm a huge animal lover. So this was my oasis. I grew up like that. And I grew up, you know, definitely with the paradigm that I was different than the boys. I still had all the mud and the muck of life and you know, the roughness that I enjoyed of being out in the country and nature and sports, but it was definitely, they were trying to have me be a little lady and I wasn't having anything to do with it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so you, so you, you're surrounded by <laughs> testosterone and, and uh, the brothers growing up. How did you go from small town farm to now world traveler, international speaker, um, and really one of the most inspiring um, women, I think, on the digital scene right now. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, you know, I honestly attribute it to my fall. I attribute it to my lowest moments, um, my pain, my unlayering. And I truly believe, and this is kind of the message that I really share in my book, The Rise, because there would not be my rise. There would not be your rise without the fall. And you've got to have the pain and the fall to truly rise up into your fullest expression, to your fullest potential. So I attribute my lowest moments to the woman I am today and to what I get to do every single day. So I've had what I call my refiner's fires. I've had multiple of them. And I think everyone at least gets one. We get to have one. Mm, <laughs> and some yeah. of us get to have many. And they're the chance where we get molded. And it's like that beautiful time where you're like molding glass, right? You heat up the flame and you go through the fire mm. so that you can mold into who you're meant to be. And for me, I had several of them. And the first one, which I share really more in depth in my book is about losing my son and just how that all came about, where that took me. I went down a pretty dark road because I felt like I could have saved him and I didn't listen to myself. I'd gotten really good at shutting down my own intuition, really good at shutting down my own voice to survive and, and not even really to survive. It just became really big conditioning for me. And so I had to unravel that. I had to underlayer the loss of my son and really that I maybe played a hand in that. And, um, and then my second and third rock bottom was going through this horrific divorce. I don't know if there's very many of them that are good, but mine felt really horrific to me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a very like 
deep. Once I love someone, I love someone. So it felt really horrific to me. And then just um, being a single mom and having all of our finances, financial stripped from us um, was my third. And I'm so thankful for all three. I'm really thankful for all three because they really um, molded me and really helped me unlayer to my truth and really helped me really see my strength. And it's like the sifting. There was a lot of sifting happening and things shedding so that I could be in my fullest expression. Mm, that's beautiful. Did, um, how many children did you have at the time when you lost your son? One. You had one. Okay. Yeah, my daughter. Yes. So <laughs> how old was she when um, you were going through that? Uh, around four in between four and five. So she was at a real impressionable age and, and seeing what, how did you, I mean, I have three children. I have a six, four and two year old. And so I know, I know that that four year old stage is they're they're kind of acting They're They're establishing their own personality. And yet you were battling with all that you were going through. What, what was that like? Well, this girl, my oldest, and her name is Sarah. <laughs> I love mm. your questions that you ask. Um, every, as we all know that have had children, every single one of them is different. And they all yeah. have like this l- different level of awareness. So she was what I would call very old soul. Like I was very, very sick with my pregnancy, all my pregnancies. And she was the type that if I was throwing up, she would hold my hair back. She would actually go in and clean the bathroom at age four and a half of the vomit so that I could lay on the couch. Like she was really ahead of her time. So she, and she's also was the kid that at age three would watch a Disney movie and cry. Like we, I'd never really seen a two and three-year-old cry at the mm. death of different Disney movies and could feel the emotion. So she was wow. definitely decades older than her soul <laughs> definitely older mm. so she really had a hard time with this this was um she had some spiritual moments around it but she also really had trouble processing and for me i was trying to save her and i never let her see him and that really bothered her that i wouldn't let her say goodbye and hold him even if he you know she just didn't understand that like that was really hard for her <laughs> yeah sis thank you for being on the show and sharing yeah thank you thank you Sarah, the name sarah is such a beautiful name too because it means princess it means noble woman it means lady there's uh there's such a degree of comfort in the name sarah mm, yeah she is that yeah wow yes so you're you're at the point where it seems like things are just getting stripped away to this raw, vulnerable state. And, and what was the pivot from the pain into, I don't want to make it sound so cliche into the purpose, but what was that pivot from pain to, all right, what's next? And how did you move out of that? Mm, that's beautiful. Pain to purpose. I love that. And I always say I took my mess and made my message. Mm, um, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have to tell everybody listening, um, if you're dealing with your pain right now, or you've just came out of it, um, it doesn't, it didn't happen overnight for me. I really love the stories where people were, where they share that it just right. was in prayer and it was a moment, right? Where they just felt this knowing in a moment. I didn't have that. 
mine, I was constantly stumbling for a good year and a half, falling down, trying different tactics, different tools. And they're actually all the tools, all the messy tools that now I share with everybody. But every day, it felt like every moment there was either a high and a low as I was stumbling and navigating all of this. And it, it really took, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, I think she's a, a pivotal person. And of course, I had all these people that I was looking up to, onto on YouTube. I didn't, I had isolated myself. I'd gotten really good. I'm a pretty good introvert naturally. But mm. at this stage in my life, I was a massive introvert. I had pushed everyone out of my life. Yeah. Um, my family was kind of removing themselves out of my life because that's a whole different story. Mm. Um, but so I would literally go on my phone and Google motivation, Mm. uh, inspiration. And I let these speakers really fill me up throughout the day. But I remember there was this lady named Kathy Smith. Now, if anyone is in the fitness space, she was like the bee's knees in fitness. (laughs) I think she produced the most fitness DVDs. Um, and she was older. Right. And Mm. For some reason, she had moved to Park City, and I must have had the guts to ask her to talk to me. And she she knew nothing about what I was going through. I was pretending I was all in, all like perfect in my life. Meanwhile, my whole life is in chaos. But I remember sitting down having, I think, lunch with her, and she told me how she went through this horrible divorce, mm. uh, stripped of all her finances. Um, from her ex, like it, now they're, and, and how they were best friends at this point and how she continued to cr- step into her career. Like she was wow. trained Bill Clinton. Like she was one of the best trainers out there at the time wow. she was in her thirties and forties. And I remember thinking, if this is, if this happened to her and now she's blowing me up, how many women in silence, because she has no idea I'm going through this, hmm. how many women in silence are needing a better way, are needing hope, are needing to know that this actually can turn, and it can turn in a really beautiful way, because I looked at Kathy Smith, I looked at you know, Tony Robbins, I looked at Wayne Dyer, I looked at Lisa Nichols, all these people that I'd listened to on YouTube, and I was like, everyone has mess, everyone has pain, everyone that is great had to had the most difficult past. So maybe that's my gift. And how can I really claim it and step into it and, and share what's working for me for others? That's really where this all shifted. That's beautiful. You, uh, you mentioned the, the term refiners fire. And I don't know if there's a song that uh, mentions refiners fire and it goes, my heart's one desire. And I think when it comes, we're like, wait a minute, that's not, that's not what I want. I don't want to be refined. Like, it sounds good in principle, but then when it gets ap- applied to us, um, it's a different story. And yet, you're right. Every, we would not know. I mean, think of, we would not know light except from the darkness. We would not know healing except from the pain. We would not know love except from fear. We would not know good except from that which was not good. Mm-hmm. And your message and just just your stance i i mean in all um just doing all the research on you before coming on i see your strength and that is um you know you can look in someone's eyes and you know got it yep you went through it you went through the fire mm-hmm. um and it's those that have gone through the fire 
who are able to stand and bring so much hope because one of the messages of this podcast is hurt people, hurt people, but healed people, heal people. And a hurt Mm. person cannot heal another and a healed person cannot hurt another. And when we go from that, that chasm of being hurt to healed, what a powerful, powerful stance we can be in the world. And that's who you be and that's who you are. And that's what you're doing. Mm, That's so beautiful. And I, I love hearing all that. And I think about too, how I used to be really judgmental Mm. with myself, of course, but also with a lot of other people, very judgmental around people who had different belief systems, people who raise their family different. And when you go through chaos, when you go through your pain, you go through your fall, it's like you're down at the bottom, like you're at the bottom cesspool. (laughs) And that judgment is like washed away. And that to me is your, one of your biggest freedoms, Mm. at least for me is just releasing that judgment because I'm like, man, I'm like in it. Like (laughs) everything that I would judge, I'm in it. So man, I'm, I'm going to have more empathy for people. I'm going to like see the pain underneath the surface because I am faking it every single day. So how many people are faking it every single day? And can I show up in more love? And I, I think about that gift of just releasing the judgment <laughs> alone with all That's the right. other gifts that come from it. That's beautiful. That, um, you know, the, there's a, a saying, um, and this is not a religious podcast, but I, I do like to reference a lot of religious narrative into it because I think it gives context sometimes. But there's the saying um, when Jesus was asked, what are the two greatest commandments? And he said, uh, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and judge everyone you see. Oh, wait, no, that's not what he said. Uh, he said, and love people as yourself, love your neighbor, love people. And I think the, the judgment starts with just a lack of experience, fullness of love. And, and when we're at the bottom, like you said, I mean, what a, what a gift. I don't know if you would go through it again. And um, I, I don't know in my life if I would go through what I went through. However, now knowing love and knowing freedom and having the clear direction is, is beautiful. What do you hope to bring forth in every message that you, that you now give to Mm. to your audience? Yeah, it's interesting. I get asked to speak a lot and it's, it's changes. Like some, a lot of it can be to women and around, you know, stepping up and rising up. And then it's a lot of business talk. So asking like how I went from $47 to an eight figure business in five years. And so it's been an interesting dichotomy of what I'm being asked to speak on. And I love all of it Mm. because all of it, like I don't look at business separate from my life. It's all the same. And my rise is all conducive to how I reached eight figures and I'm reaching beyond at this point. So it's all interconnected. But I think the biggest message that I'm really meant to share is this core underlining feeling that we all have, which gets displayed in fear and it gets displayed in anger and it gets displayed in um, all these different things that we think we want to get rid of on the planet, but that is the feeling that we're not enough. Mm. And I feel that I'm meant to share this message and this remembrance, and it's not a new message. It's just a remembrance that we have always been enough. And when are we going to claim the power, the grace, the humanity that's in us so that we can live out what we're meant to live? And so that is ultimately the message (laughs) is that's my reminder to myself and hopefully my reminder to everyone else. 
beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. How is how has your healing impacted now? I know um, on your website you're you're remarried. You're you're fan. You you have a beautiful family. But how was your healing process impacting your daughter Sarah and and now your mm-hmm. family, your home life now? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Um, and I'm not, I don't write parent books, but I can just tell you that every good parent book I've read, I'm like, wow, I can totally see you. A lot of times we think we need to fix our children. And the truth is you fix yourself and your children will follow. Mm. And it is so powerful. The children don't need fixing. No child. I actually look at other people's children's as well. And, and I've done this with my own. It's like, they are awesome. They're on it. They're only mimicking what they feel in their family a lot of times or what may be going on in where they're spending their time. So look at yourself because if you have a child who's feeling unruly or unrestless, look at yourself because they are picking up on everything that you're feeling. And so the more work I do within myself, I see it completely transfer onto them. Mm-hmm. And it's an energetic thing. And I, <laughs> I'm so grateful. I always tell my oldest, Sarah, I was like, man, I wish I had a do-over with you because <laughs> I just messed up so much. I'm like, you must have a big mission because you have a lot of healing to do for my <laughs> Um, but I'm like, I'm such a better parent, I believe now. And I, I see that with my youngest. Um, but you know, you do the best you can with where you're at. And ultimately that's Sarah's gift, right? Like all the mess that I gave her, she gets to unravel to do even a higher rise within herself. And yeah. So really look at yourself. I think that's the biggest thing is once you start to work on yourself and just offer more love to them, like seeing them, really seeing their pain and like offering all the enoughness that you see in them. Wow. The sky's the limit for them. They're already amazing. Powerful. You, you focus on three pillars. Um, You have, you want to walk through, um, you have on your website, I was seeing that there, you folk, you started with yourself on three pillars. Is that, mm-hmm. is that right? You want to walk through and explain what yeah, those are? So the title to one of my chapters in my book is small hinges move big doors. And I love that quote because I, I, I love doors, like big, elaborate, fancy. Like when I travel around the world, I'm like, I'm noticing doors. Hmm. And if you look at a big door, it swings open by three small hinges typically. And I think about that a lot with our lives. A lot of us are thinking about what is the big thing I can do or who's the big connection I can have? What's that big move? And I'm like, wow, it's not that, you guys. It's those three small hinge movements you're willing to do every single day that's going to move your door and move your opportunities. And so that's what I focused on back in the day. It's what I focus on today. And it's what I share with everyone that follows any of my programs. And I've seen hundreds of thousands of lives transformed through these pillars, which is healing foods, healing movement, and a healing mindset. And I I don't believe you can have one without the other. Like I'm sitting now on the floor and I've got this beautiful like wood table in front of me, but it has three legs. And if one of the legs is gone, it's not stable. Hmm. And it's so important that we take on these three things and it doesn't have to be huge. There's small things like my healing food is I make sure I get something green every single day. 
like something that came from the soil and the sun and it was made in the earth. <laughs> and I, I focus on that. And then it t- tends to trickle into everything else I put into my body. And then healing words. I'm always making sure I speak healing words to myself. Um, there was a study that said that they took a, a study of women. They did a whole, like hun- a couple hundred women. And they hooked them up to kind of track the thoughts, the brainwave thoughts in the brain. And they found, you're going to be baffled by this because my jaw dropped, that about like 80% of the women had 50, 50,000 negative thoughts a day. And these were thoughts of, I'm not enough. I'm stupid. Why did I do that? I'm tired. I'm all this negativity, right? Mm. And... Wow. So, and we already know scientifically the power of words on food, molecules, water. We're made up of molecules. We're made up of water. How powerful words can be in the makeup of the direction of your life. So every day, healing words. That takes me 15 to 30 seconds, but you better believe I do not skip a day. Mm. And then the healing movement, moving my body, moving it with intention, moving it because I'm clearing out the cobwebs of my soul, moving it because I get the opportunity to move it. Mm-hmm. So, um, all of those three things really can project your life into a whole nother dimension. Powerful, powerful. 50,000 negative thoughts a day. Yes. Yes. It's atrocious. And we wonder why we're not living into our fullest expression. We wonder why we have anxiety. We wonder why we have rage. We wonder why we don't feel fully alive. It's because we're speaking death into ourselves every single day Mm. and we have to counteract it. We have to take proactive measures and we're not going to feel like it. You're never going to feel motivated. That's a big illusion that we all think that some people are motivated. Lucas is motivated. Danette's motivated. No, Mm. we step into momentum. We create the momentum. We create the motivation and everyone has that right and everyone can do it. You just have to do it. fascinating that is so so good so good so how how so (laughs) you do many things you you're author speaker you um there's so you have a lot of programs what if there was one piece of advice for someone listening right now if they're in the fire if they're they're at that point of pain and, and despair and they have not only the 50,000 negative you know, pieces of narrative running through their head, but they're also believing them. What do you want to tell them? Well, the first one is that you alone are responsible for the life you're living today and the life you live tomorrow. And when you take on that number one principle that I am 100% responsible for my life today and my life tomorrow – everything gets to shift. And now this is uncomfortable for a lot of people because they're like, how can you say that this hard thing I'm dealing with that's happening to me, I'm responsible for. And I'm here to like be a little bit like grandma who doesn't serve warm cookies up and milk, just saying, (laughs) hey, (laughs) like you are responsible. Your energetic frequency created it. But the beautiful thing about being responsible for whatever chaos you're dealing with in the moment is that you are responsible for what happens tomorrow. 
And that's made up by the choices you make today. So that's the number one principle that I really believe everyone needs to take on. It's the biggest thing has shifted my life. The biggest thing that has shifted my life because I know I get to create whatever comes in my future. I get to create whatever. And I've watched it and I play with it all the time. And I'm like, mind blown. Like I was telling you, I'm heading to Africa today. Like mind blown by this stuff. (laughs) Um, Also, the second thing I want to say, because we all have to start somewhere because um, some people are dealing with death. Someone that they love just passed away. Some people are dealing with financial ruin. And I've been there in both scenarios where you're like, I don't even know what I'm going to buy. And I have these, this family to feed. And you want to talk to me about um, spiritual things, Danette? Like, come on, like meet me where I'm at. Yeah. And I'm going to meet you where you're at. And the truth is you have to take 100% responsibility that you got yourself here. Mm. And then that means you get yourself out. You get to get yourself out. You don't have to wait for anyone else to save you. You get to be your biggest rescuer. And the second thing is to know that you're not going to feel motivated. You're just not. And we're not made up to feel motivated and to get out of that illusion that you're waiting to feel like it. You will not feel like it, but you must start to step into taking radical responsibility and to start mapping out where you know that you would love to go. So what I mean by that is like sitting down and writing out everything that you want to become, especially the ones that scare you, especially the things that make you feel like the biggest liar, and then put the word I am in front of it and read it every single day. Now you have to step into these actions because what that's going to do is then the body starts to go where the mind tells it. And that's where you start. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to say for right now. Is that's where you have to start. Hmm. I got the chills when you were talking you. You are such a bright light, sis. Seriously. Oh, thank you. I got the chills when you were talking. Mm, thank you. Life and death are in the power of the tongue and you are speaking life, life, helping people live, Mm. helping people live. Yeah, that's beautiful. So put everything that you, or you, your suggestion is to put everything that we deep down desire, dream of what we could only dream of, and then put I am in front of it and then read it every single day. That is it's beautiful. That is beautiful. <laughs> Tell me about, and I know we're, we're, we're coming to a close. I got a couple more questions for you. Tell me about your program. How can people connect with you? And if they, if they want to engage with, with you, tell me what is, when you say you start a eight figure business, what is the business and how can people engage with you? Yeah. So my business is, there's a lot of facets to my business. Um, We have a lot of books out. So the most recent book is my book called The Rise. And that book was the scariest of all books to put out because I put everything in there. So I put free, you know, healing food plans in there. I put free healing movement plans in there. I put, you know, healing meditations around loss and around abundance in there. Um, I put all my stories and my personal things that I thought no one was ever going to find out so that you can find your story and my story. And I laid it all inside this book so that people could truly start to step into their truth, truly start to step into their power and take their life and their rise to the next level. So 
the book, The Rise, is probably the way you're going to get to know me the most. But if you want to go to my website, we put out a free um, article every single day, whether it's around movement or food or mindset. It's all, everything's based around those three pillars. Mm. We have programs that you can get into. We have coaching programs that I've, I do with people um, that are really powerful. And then we also have a superfood cacao mix that I drink every single day to really cool. Yeah, help me with tapping into my heart and my immunity and my energy. And that's been blowing up. And so it's just, there's so many beautiful things that you can have access to and a lot of things that are absolutely free. Wow. So um, there's really no excuse for anyone who wants to grow. I love it. I love <laughs> it. You're a powerhouse. Um, thank you so much for being on. I just, I hear you. Thank you for going through the fire and not giving up and thank you for bringing light and hope and healing to this world. And truly sister, I am so thankful that you're on this podcast and I will uh, put in the show notes, how to contact you, your website. And yeah, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you guys so much. And um, I'll connect with you guys deeper in my free book club when you get the book, you get invited into the book club that's online and we get to go deep dive even more. <laughs> Love it. Love it. She is a beautiful example of how to turn pain into life's purpose. Everything that you have gone through is not wasted. All the pain, all the tears, all the darkness, all the despair and doubt and confusion. It's all for the good believe me, it's all for the good. You would be unrelatable if you had never gone through anything painful in your life. But because you have gone through painful circumstances, people can relate to you when you remain vulnerable, share your authentic story, and live in your power. My name is Lucas Mack. As always, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it, rate it, subscribe, and tell your friends. The movement has begun, and I'm honored to walk the journey with you. I'll talk to you on the next episode.